Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I am Sarah Poet. I am so, so glad to welcome you here. Whether it's your first episode or your 89th, I am so glad to be here with you. And I've been behind this mic now for over a year and a half. And what I have wanted more than anything is to know you. So I'm really excited to announce that the Sacred Remembering membership is just about to launch. We are so close. So what you can do right now is go to sarahpoet.com. Make sure you're on the email list. When you make sure that you're on the email list, you'll actually also receive the document that I am about to talk about today, the resource for you to get into relationship with how masculine and feminine inside of yourself is ruling your relationship to money and probably to love as well. So you get that resource when you sign up at sarahpoet.com and the membership is going to open in September. I'm really excited to announce this to you today because I know that you have been waiting and there have been so many messages telling me that you are ready, telling me that you are excited about this. And I am so excited to invite you in. So let me tell you super quickly a little bit about what is going to be included and then um, we'll get all of the information to the email list very, very soon. So one, you get a new community. Okay. So all of the people that have been listening to this podcast all resonate with the need to live in sacred truth alignment to their soul. Everyone listening to this podcast is on this journey of feminine and masculine to some degree. You don't have to be any at any point on this journey. We're just showing up. So if you are resonating with the podcast, then the membership is actually for you. Actually, ah, it's only for women. (laughs) I will mention that it's only for women right now. Um, This membership is only for women. But men, my private offerings for men are coming back as well um, with the release of my new website. So if you are a man listening, um, thank you for being here. I love that you're here. I love that you're learning in this way. And I love that you're on this this journey, this path as well. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you as well. The membership has community and we're going to be having bi-weekly calls I'll probably have a bunch of bonus calls as well, but bi-weekly for sure. 
In those calls, I will be doing a sacred teaching of some sort. I follow the muse, so we'll see what that's about. Might be related to the podcast. And then there's a period of Q&A in every call. So you can get a little bit of coaching in the call. Also, there is a membership area on my new website that's coming out, and it is stocked with a library, a content archive that I have been building for the last three years. And so you will get a ton of resources, access to all of those to go through at your own pace, including some classes that I've made. You can go through all of the modules for, for example, the Silence to Truth course that I made. There will be eBooks in there. Things that I sell separately will be included in the membership. Okay. I stocked it full because I really want this to be a resource library for modern women waking up to the truth of who they are. Also, we are going to be talking a lot about energetic sovereignty and prosperity. Um, These things go hand in hand. So I cannot think of a better time on the planet than right now to be in touch with your energetic sovereignty and your truth and your voice. So women, this is what we came for in many, many ways. So this is going to be a space for that. Also, I am very glad to announce that I am going to have a community space where you all get to talk with one another. And this is super important because you need to know each other. You need to know each other. There are so many gifts here. And one thing that I actually really see very, very commonly in my clients, given what I do for a living, working with modern women, waking up to the truth of who they are, is that oftentimes the women that I'm working with don't have a huge community in their life for being themselves, meaning they're, they're, um, hiding some of their light or all of their light. They're not using their voice and their relationships that are most close to them. They're not being themselves with their families and that's driving them crazy. And so you're not alone by any stretch of the imagination. And this is a space for you to get to know one another. I'm also, and I'm going to wrap this up really quickly, but thanks for listening. Obviously, I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm also going to make it a point to allow and encourage entrepreneurs a space to talk about what you do. Um, I have been involved in a lot of groups. Some were about money empowerment. Some were about being a light worker. And they don't let you talk about what you offer in the world in their spaces. And I get that, like, you don't want Facebook groups and things like that to become spammy, but also women who are jumping out, stepping out on their own in their truth and putting their, their truth, their gifts into efforts to create businesses, to create livelihood. That is where so much of the solution for what is coming for this new earth, these new earth solutions lies in women. And I know that, and I believe that. And so, um, you will be welcome here to have a space in the membership area, um, to highlight what you do in the world, which I'm really excited about. Cause we want, we want everybody to know what you do. So, um, 
stay tuned for that. The best way to, to stay in touch about that is, of course, sarahpoet.com and get on the email list. Get on the email list. If you go to the website at the moment that I'm recording this, you won't find the information for the membership site because a whole new website is about to show up on my domain, but it's not switched over yet. So all in divine timing. I think I trust, I trust divine timing almost more than anything else. That's true. I haven't said that in a while, but that's actually true. And so all in divine time and the website is coming. Everything took longer this summer than I thought it was going to, but again, it was divine and it is coming soon. Excuse me. So thank you for being here today. I'm going to take a sip of my tea and come back and talk to you about masculine feminine money. Super quickly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast, and review with words in the little boxes this podcast. Thank you so much. When you put your energy into that, it actually helps to bolster the podcast out into the world, and then more people get to see it and hear it. And your energy matters. It really, really does. You can also follow me on Instagram at Embodied Breath. And that is really where I'm putting the bulk of my social media energy in this moment. Um, I'm having fun with the pictures and the captions um, and yeah, the, the graphics and not on Facebook so much anymore, which I used to really, really be nurturing that. And so if you first found me on Facebook and you're expecting to see more of me on Facebook, I think you will want to um, link up with me on Instagram and also just join my email list at sarahpoet.com. Okay. Part one of masculine feminine money. Welcome. So this is going to be applicable to everyone. Get your hands on this PDF resource, by the way, because you're going to want to spend some time digging into the information and it applies to everyone, but it's going to apply to you in different ways. And it's actually going to apply to you differently at different times in your life. So we all know by now, if we're listening to this podcast, I would assume that we have an inner feminine and an inner masculine. And it's really interesting when you look at these two dynamics in relation to money and how your inner feminine or masculine are being in relationship to money. A lot of it has to do with how we have been raised, what our culture is saying. And yes, what we have known of men and women historically, culturally. However, please remember that masculine and feminine do not equate exactly with men and women. What I'm talking about here is archetypes, okay? Energies, archetypes. It's like descriptions of a, hmm, a way of being, and so when I look at masculine feminine money, this resource that I've made, I can actually see aspects of myself in all six descriptions. So there are six categories of feminine and masculine. So let me break that down verbally for you. 
today. And then I'm not going to describe everyone because I'm going to focus on a major one, a major dynamic today. Um, probably our most popular dynamic in how we relate to money in the modern world, not necessarily in the conscious world, but how we have been relating to money. That's what I'm going to go over today. And then I'm going to come back with a part two, go over some other dynamics, and then I'm going to explore the conscious relationship between feminine and masculine where money is concerned. Okay. So part one and part two, I didn't want this to get too long or too heady today. So the six categories, we have three in each, three feminine, three masculine. Now, the first category is when these two can be hyper-expressed, when they are in an over-expression. It's like too much of a good thing, okay? So hyper is is one, feminine and masculine makes <laughs> two, okay? Then we have the wounded or deflated unconscious expression of each, Okay, so I'm going to use those words probably interchangeably. So that's when they're, you know, knocked over, not in their power, not in their full expression. They're deflated. Okay. Or they're just unconscious and not even aware of what they're doing. Okay. So those are expressions three and four. And then five and six are the conscious expressions of masculine and feminine. Um, I just want to say right off the bat that while we see aspects of the conscious feminine and conscious masculine um, in the world and where money is concerned, this is really what we are birthing anew on the planet. So no one listening right now should be like, well, I've got it all together and I'm in the conscious masculine and feminine because you're not. <laughs> um, if you truly, truly are, you're probably not listening to this podcast um, because you've got to figure it out apparently more than me. Um, so we we are coming into right relationship with feminine and masculine on our inner journey. And money and how we relate to money also must experience this upgrade that comes with this true inner alchemy of this inner union. And when I talk about the inner alchemy and the conscious feminine and masculine in part two, it's going to, I'm, I'm going to be weaving a web because while there are these um, six archetypes that I'm highlighting here, when the conscious feminine and masculine begin to work together, it's a little bit harder to pull them apart and it's harder to pull apart um, what's the human and what is the spirit. Okay. So that's part two. So today, what I want to focus on is the primary dynamic that we're going to experience in patriarchy, quite honestly. And I threw this new, this new PDF resource out to a group that I'm working with and asked the women what, um, what they noticed. And I love that everyone was just honest. Um, and I really appreciate that about the, the secret truth circles that I'm holding is that we're showing up in the real. And the more we can do that, actually, the more empowering 
this information can be. Because if we're looking at any of this information and immediately feeling shame or, oh, I should have it more together, or I shouldn't be doing that still in my life or any of that, we're actually suppressing the potential of the gloriousness of the inner union that we're walking toward. So we're keeping this journey really honest, really real. And almost everyone that has commented on the contents of this resource that I made has said as a woman that she identifies the most with the hyper masculine, so inflated masculine and wounded feminine. So that's what you want to be asking yourself, by the way, is where are my inner feminine and inner masculine in relationship to money? That's how you can use this resource. And obviously, then we are walking toward consciousness. So what needs to happen next, um, you know, on the road to alchemy, what are the next steps? This resource is going to hint at that. And you're going to, you know, use your intuition about that, or you're going to contact me about that. Um, but the, the resource itself is not going to highlight every single next step because this is really deep psychology that we're talking about, honestly. So we live in a patriarchy. It's on its way out, but this is what we have known. Um, most all of us, unless we were, you know, blessed to be raised in some kind of alternate situation. So in a patriarchy, let's just review this. Power and authority are given to men. And then power and authority obviously are then taken or suppressed from women. Now, we often equate this with men being power over or men being an unhealthy masculine. So this is where the patriarchy really did us all wrong because it hurt men just as much as it hurt women. I know that we could, we could argue those nuances, but I'm going to say that it has because it took the kingship. It took the heart and it took the reverence of the feminine, of the divine mother, away from the masculine. And so men have been absolutely hurting for that and aching for that. And they were given a recipe of power over, which honestly can't feel good. It can feel good in an egoic way or in a violent way, um, but that's not actually connected to the soul. So in that way, it's soul loss. Okay. And so there's, there's a ton of soul loss out there. And one of the reasons that we walk this feminine masculine reclamation path is because it reconnects us to our soul. Okay. That's a whole other thing I'm not going to go into, but I do soul alignment sessions where we bring in feminine and masculine. If it's a part of your path and you can contact me for that separately. So my point about this is the archetype of masculinity that we are most aware of in a patriarchal society is not a healthy or true or conscious expression of masculinity. And essentially, if one, you know, person or one half of humanity or one archetype 
has power, then another has to lose power. And so we've seen that played out between men and women, but it's also an expression of a hyper masculine and then a wounded culturally obviously we can we can all relate to that in our lives and i want you to really explicitly now say but this this exists within me as well so I don't often say this out loud, but I'm going to <laughs> right now. I, I hinted at it in my TEDx, I think, and I'm starting to talk about it more and more. So feminism traditionally was, you know, women going, recognizing, oh, we've been in this wounded feminine. We've been suppressed. And so when, you know, women went back to the workplace and, and started getting married, you know, later in life and having less children and taking back autonomy and wanting to make the money, because when we have money, then we have more control of our resources and more control of our lives. We get more say. So we wanted more say and more financial autonomy. Yes, we did. Thank you very much. All of those way showers. And yet, the formula for getting the money was to emulate the hyper-masculine. It was to act like a man. Now, I know that, okay, I just wrote an article on this, that, that once we start realizing this, then we start shaming ourselves. I don't want us to do that. I think I actually just did this podcast about this. Like the last podcast I put out was about stop shaming wounded feminine. Okay. So this, I felt it. I felt it as soon as I said it, when I'm talking about women emulating men in the patriarchy and emulating hyper-masculine, I feel almost like an immediate collective shame response. Like shit, I'm doing that. I'm doing that to myself. Sister, of course you are. Of course you are. It was how we survived. It was how we made it. It was how we climbed career ladders. Okay. I did it. You did it. We know how to do it. I'm going to say something else. You know, you can always have a lot of money by somebody giving it to you, right? No, no more comments on that. Just like, that's, that's just like point of fact. Okay. You can have a lot of money because somebody gave it to you. Okay. But if you're going to create wealth, if you're going to create wealth right now, there, I see, you can disagree with me if you want to, but I see there being two ways that I want to highlight that wealth can be created as women. One is we can emulate the masculine and the hyper-masculine working our tails off, becoming executives, doing the feminist thing, emulating masculinity. And we might earn a lot of money doing that, but we're getting sick. We're getting burnt out when we're talking about hormonal imbalance and burnout and those kinds of things. This is why. Because we are in the hyper-masculine 
expression. You can watch my TEDx if you want to know more about that and my story. You can also reach out to me if you want to begin to really re, I don't like the word rebalance, but restabilize and come into conscious expression of both. So we can make a lot of money by working hard. We often don't know our feminine, our conscious feminine at all when we're doing that, or we start to remember her and we're like, what did I do? How did I get here? What have I lost? I want to remember the feminine. Okay. Very common story. That's why I tell my story so much because you're not alone. Okay. The other way that women can make money if they are in their conscious feminine and masculine has much more to do with their spiritual path and having reclaimed both feminine and masculine. And I'm going to go over that in part two. So that being said, I I know that women have the experience of working very hard in a hyper-masculine in order to earn, okay? So this is where you, you put the drive for money and work over top of, you know, the need for rest. Very classic example. You push through to get things done even when, you know, the body is starting to get sick or, you know, it's 10 p.m. at night and you're still working. Um, you're willing to sacrifice that balance in your life for productivity. And really, our workplaces really pushed this. You know, like, don't have work-life balance. Come and, and give us all you got, Right. Um, let me just go over a couple more facets of the hyper-masculine. Um, it can drive itself to depletion and it's also willing to put money and results over top of someone else's well-being or depletion. So this is where we're talking about the masculine um, in the patriarchy being willing to take or take down. Like, I see that resource. I want it. I'm going to get it. Doesn't matter who's in my way. Every man for himself, every woman for herself, right? Um, That quest is put in front of physical well-being, relational well-being, emotional well-being um, in front of everything. This is the hyper-masculine again. Um, you know, here's where we get a lot of egoic um, association with money. So the ability to earn being equated with self-worth. So wanting to climb hierarchy career ladders in order to um, have the most money, have the, the biggest title, those kinds of things. That's all hyper-masculine. And I don't think that we we would think about that because I think I see a lot of feminine organizations talking about 
hustle and talking about climbing that ladder. And so that's being done in a masculine orientation. And there is another way. (laughs) There is another way, my friend. So um, yeah, I could go on there, but I think you get the point. Okay. So now if there's a hyper masculine that's controlling or wanting the resources, even taking them, then the converse of that is going to be the wounded or deflated feminine. So if you have just, I mean, think about it. Like if you have 100, let's say pennies in a pot and somebody sticks their hand in and says, how many can I get in one fist? And they get 77% of them. Then the other gets 33%, right? It's it's just imbalanced. And so that hyper-masculine that's saying, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to take it. It's just taking more than 50% of the resources. So on the other side of that is the wounded feminine. And now remember that you can have both of these going on in your life at the same time. You can have both of these and the other converse of the wounded feminine. Okay. And then you can be a little bit conscious. Like we're all walking this path to consciousness and awakening. And so, you know, we're, we're starting to, um, piece by piece by piece, you pick up, Oh, this is a conscious behavior. Oh, this is a conscious money behavior. Oh, okay. I mean, a really classic example is women who are living in the wounded feminine, um, who refuse to look at a budget or refuse to look at numbers, like want the money to show up magically in the bank account, but don't think it's there, feel really deflated all the time where money is concerned. And then I've seen this time and again and walk this on my path as well. When you start to apply this conscious masculine Um, idea to money and to practice, then that wounded feminine can start to work in relationship to structure, which is this glorious masculine component that can really aid the wounded feminine in coming up and out of her distress. I use pronouns sometimes when I'm talking about this, but, but remember, I'm not strictly talking about men and women. So let me go over the wounded feminine just a little bit more. It definitely feels helpless, hopeless about money, doesn't see possible um, solutions to money concerns, um, is way in over her head oftentimes, um, often makes relationship choices in order to secure resources. Um, so again, no shame because women have been doing this for thousands of years and were put into that position. So it, it's not something to shame. It's something to say, wow, okay, yeah, I do that. This is why I do that. Now we're going to do the work to, to pull ourselves out of that or to walk gracefully out of that. How about that? One alchemical step at a time. Shame does nothing to help you grow. Shame keeps you stuck. So no shame. The um, deflated feminine wants others to provide for it. It feels helpless. Um, 
it tends to not be able to really receive, like can't commit to fully receiving, doesn't know it's a value. Um, money just kind of like washes in and out, no rhyme or reason to like how it's coming. Um, it can also hold on to money out of fear. And then, I mean, the feminine heart is naturally so compassionate and so giving, but when the wounded feminine is at play, it forgets its heart. And so then it's not as apt to share or, um, you know, put money back into the community, that kind of thing. We know that when women have resources, they put more of those resources back into community than men do. Um, and so that's one reason why I'm really passionate about getting resources into the hands of women because communities change when women have access to resources. Um, and so we need to, to continually improve that. Um, okay. Wounded feminine has no trust that the money will come, wants to trust provision, but has trauma around receiving and just can't. Okay. So again, I could go on, but you're going to read this ebook resource. Okay. So when you hear that dynamic of the hyper-masculine and the deflated feminine, how do you see yourself in it? And since I'm asking you that question, I'm just going to sit here and ask my question, myself that question as well. And honestly, this is the dynamic that I am most familiar with. My whole life was this experience. Um, I had the external father that was, it felt hyper-masculine. Sometimes it felt benevolent. Sometimes it felt very, very controlling. I couldn't figure it out. There wasn't any rhyme or reason to like how to secure the resources and what or who I needed to be in order to secure those resources. And so I, I learned to work very, very hard and to emulate that masculine. But I also learned to deflate myself in order to get my money needs met. But listen to this. This is where these money and love are so connected because you can also look and say, well, what did I have to do in order to get love? And the truth was from, from the external masculine that I grew up with, the father, which is the, our most impressionable relationship where, where we form our relationship with the masculine, obviously is a woman's father. And then I would say, and the church, I, both of those were very, very formative in my relationship to the masculine and, but primarily the father, because that was the most tangible. And so I had to turn myself down and not be my authentic self, almost like not be smart, not question him, um, you know, be, be very, very quiet in order to receive love. And it was very invariable. It was very variable. <laughs> um, and so there wasn't a rhyme or reason to when it would work. And so that variability also was very confusing. And it was almost like going into the wounded nature of the feminine was a strategy after a while, which to be honest, he also groomed. Um, 
but it was a strategy so that I could get love and resources. So there's a lot of fucked up psychology back in my history and family history. And so some of that like runs really deep, but you may have also had money, love, manipulation, or parents with mental illness. And so you you saw that variability with how do I get the love? How do I get the money? Or what is the parent's relationship to the money? And then that becomes your relationship to the money. So I know that our money stories are some of the biggest stories of our lives, but I hope that you're getting a sense of what can happen when you apply masculine and feminine consideration to to this. Because here's where it gets really, really beautiful. I don't necessarily have to heal my relationship with my father in order to get right with my relationship with myself and my masculine and my money. Okay. So I have both inner feminine and masculine. And if you look at the outside dynamic and, and how you were exposed to money and love when you were growing up, and now you look at or maybe you've worked some of this out already, no doubt you're on the path of healing. But when you look at your inner relationship to feminine and masculine, you will probably see a part of that relationship reflected right inside of you, right inside of you. So it's like asking, how does my inner masculine go after money? How does my inner masculine work? Does my inner masculine support my inner feminine or shame it and further wound it? So when I go unconscious about this, or when I get stressed about money, the very first thing that happens is that my masculine goes into hyperdrive because that's the way that I was shown and taught to go make money and go make something of myself. And then my feminine turns down and it had a really big rescue component my whole life. Like I hated being rescued, but again, it was part of the grooming and mental disorder that was like a a part of my family. I hated being rescued, but it was a, a part of how it all was related, how we all related and um, how my father gained power and felt felt good about himself. And so it's unfortunate, but that rescue pattern was really ingrained in me and I hated it so much, but rather than like going and looking for a rescue, what I felt was helplessness and hopelessness because it's like, you do not trust that the money will come. Now, on this path of feminine and masculine reunification, that becomes a really spiritual journey. And so, the trust and faith in the divine masculine returns, and your feminine inside of you comes into right relationship with with that conscious masculine. So conscious feminine, conscious masculine. So, you know, we walk toward the consciousness and experience the alchemy um, of, of integration. 
And so just look at this dynamic, you know, in conclusion for today, look at this dynamic of hyper-masculine and deflated feminine in your own life. And what's the masculine doing? What's the feminine doing? What tactics do each have for securing your resources? Oh, damn, that question. What tactics do each have for securing your resources? Do you work super duper hard? Do you try to manipulate and get money out of people? You know, what do you do? So the next time I come back in part two, I will introduce to you the deflated masculine, which we don't see as much of as the hyper-masculine. I think today's dynamic was definitely, it's definitely the predominant one, but where we'll see the like wounded masculine or unconscious masculine most, I think is actually in really super spiritual men (laughs) who denounce money. Um, But I think that there's a a shadow side of that very, very often that has to do with uh, the mother wound. And so I look forward to talking to you again soon about that. I might just release an extra episode here um, this week and get out part two to you all. But don't forget to download this resource, sarahpoet.com. And don't forget that the membership is coming soon. And we are going to be talking so much about money and prosperity in the membership. I look forward to supporting you in that way. Um, So, so much love and thanks for being here and see you next time. To read my blog, schedule sessions, and to learn more about upcoming group offerings, head to sarahpoet.com. Tailored private mentorships are available for women who are ready to claim their voice and ignite their truth and their unique feminine frequency. I also have advanced programs in rebuilding the energetic architecture of feminine and masculine union within in your divine blueprint. I have an e-course available for couples in the foundations of conscious relating, and I also do private relationship and healing work with couples as well. You can learn more at sarahpoet.com and sign up for a consultation. There is a 77-page ebook for free for you that is on the topic of modern women waking up to feminine and masculine reclamation and reunification that is all yours if you go to sarahpoet.com and sign up for it. And I look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you for being here. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. 
stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering. Thank you.